Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another review here on Solomon's Porch. I'm joined today by a good friend. A lot of you may know him from Track Stars. You've either heard his voice, seen his face, or even heard his music if you have been blessed to be able to do so. I have with me Sean David Grant. How you doing, man? What's going on? Good to be with you. Yeah, man. So we are going to be doing a review of the first episode of Loki, which is the uh, the newest Disney Plus original. And I got to say, man, this particular show, I just watched it about an hour ago. And there were so many themes in it that I was like, man, there's so many biblical type of things. And I, I'm normally not the type of guy that pulls all the christian stuff out of it. But this one, yeah. I was like, a lot of my Calvinist friends might enjoy this one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So, uh, so in general, though, I wanted to uh, just kind of review it. Uh, give our thoughts on it and see okay. see how uh, how you felt about it because you and I perceive media a little bit differently. You were a lot more. I don't know. You've done. How would you classify yourself as a movie person? Because I'm just a general audience member, but you know a lot more about what goes into doing a show in a film. Yeah, I mean, I've I've uh, wanted to be a filmmaker for almost 20 years now, so I've been learning bits and pieces um over the years so i know i know a little bit about behind the scenes but i'm not i haven't seen every movie ever um but i do know some of the techniques that go into making films okay so uh so let's let's start off with this um this review man so as far as the uh what were your overall thoughts on loki i love it i love it i absolutely hated uh falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> i thought it was terrible so this to me is more interesting. Uh, I liked WandaVision just because it was creative and interesting. This one feels good. It I like the feel of it. I love the um, the the set decoration. I love I love everything about the actors and actresses. Um, uh, two from Black Mirror and then Owen. I, I love him. So it's it just feels good. It feels. And I, I I think they said they uh, were inspired by like um, what's the one with with Don Draper um mad men you know it has that kind of feel of a 60s office environment you know yeah yeah so i really enjoyed it i thought Owen wilson did a great job that that role felt like they wrote it for him almost of course and, yeah uh, i'm sure he's just, they probably let him riff a little bit too absolutely and uh but you know this this show and this is going to be spoilery y'all so just pretty much anything that uh solomon's portrait related review wise is always spoilery but um but so this picks up right the moments after an end game when he gets the Tesseract and he disappears. He shows up very Iron Man one like in the desert. He hits the ground. Yeah. And, uh, and they have a lot of comedic moments in this. They they touch a, a little bit of emotion. And uh, yeah. so they look at, you know, Loki, why he does what he does. And really, it was when he was by himself and he was looking at the events that he had never experienced which happened in Thor Dark World where his mother yeah. passes away. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of that stuff uh, was, I, I feel like was really done well. Tom Hiddleston, he, he's a great actor in this role. I feel like he was made for Loki. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, or if everybody knows this, but he actually initially auditioned for the role of Thor. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he went into Marvel Studios. He auditioned for Thor. He didn't get it. And, uh, but he got Loki instead. And I felt like that was a right move. That was definitely and, uh, the right move, and Marvel seems to be doing that a lot. Because didn't um, uh, the guy who played um, 
in in Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, Russell, the Russell kid. I can't remember his first name now. Um, oh, he, yeah. yeah, he auditioned for Captain America and didn't get it. So they seem to keep their guys around, even if you don't make it, uh, they'll find another spot for you. I think that's that's good. Yeah, man, it's it's good that that Marvel doesn't just write people off. And uh, so when someone's like you apply for a job and they say we'll keep your application on file, but they never do. Marvel actually does that. So yeah, that's they, they, actually... <laughs> <laughs> they actually do that. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go audition for a Marvel movie and hopefully they can keep me on file. But uh, overall, though, the the show was great. I felt like there was enough creativity in it. Uh, the, the the only thing that you know, and usually this is how I critique a lot of movies is whenever he gets the little there, there's a, a little device they have where they can kind of rewind time immediately yeah. and they can kind of yeah. reset reset. And so he is playing around with it, trying to figure out how to use it. So I appreciated that as opposed to Captain Marvel when uh, when Monica Rambeau is just figuring out exactly off the top of her head how to create a new suit for, for Captain <laughs> Marvel. That was I was like, how does she know how to do that? Maybe they had some instructions, you know, pop up instructions on it. Just maybe it was just color tiles and she just clicked on, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I appreciated that Loki. He seemed like he was a student learning and observing how certain things work. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. So some of the themes in this show, I really want to hit on these themes real quick, because as a Christian platform, uh, there were certain things where I was just like, man, that that's a good uh, discussion for Christians to have. So one of the first things that I thought was uh, kind of interesting was never on Wilson's character Morbius was asking Loki, why do you do what you do? What is the ultimate end goal? It, it, he was like to be the king. He was like king of what? And he was just like going on and on. Yep, and I was thinking yep. as Christians, don't we kind of ask that same question? Like, why do we do what we do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did, did that hit you in, in any way? So many things hit me. I don't want to get ahead of you, but <laughs> Like literally, this is talking about predestination, talking yeah. about purpose. Uh, like there's so many things that hit on what we deal with as uh, Christians that I almost felt like we could have written this this movie, you know, because these are things that Christians debate about all the time. And and and, um, you know, half 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 of us believe one thing about it, half of us believe another. So this is this is a great show if you want to just start conversations about god absolutely so one of the things in the christian worldview is the idea of what sean had just mentioned predestination uh there's the either god's in control of everything or we have completely uh autonomous free will and then there's yeah. something that's in between there and so that was one of the things in this show that it was like the timekeepers have established this timeline to keep chaos from happening. And if things don't go right, then they fix it. Yep. And I think that is kind of a general Christian appeal to life is that God has set, God has a plan for our lives. Yep. The only difference is, is I think, and obviously there's different thoughts of, of what we call Calvinism, uh, the followers of John Cal Calvin and Reformed theology, is that everything that happens on earth or just in, in general, is all preordained by God. And then others believe that maybe some things are preordained by God, but if we go off the path and God can work all things together, Romans 8, 28, that's yeah. a ordeal. They believe this in a multi, they believe in a multiverse, like several paths, branches. He knows all the paths and he can 
rearrange them to get you back where you need to be type thing. Yeah. And so that that's more, you know, if you were to put a, a biblical theology a Christian theology to this show, that would be more of that. And, uh, but the whole idea is that, um, there was a plan put in motion and somebody varied from that variant, which is Loki's considered a variant in this. And mm-hmm. they have to come in and try to fix it. But there were a couple of things as one, uh, Christian wise, I was thinking, what is my reason for being, why am I here? What is my ultimate purpose? You know, it was kind of going back to Morbius asking, asking Loki, what is it that you truly want? Yes. And Loki wants to be in control. So that kind of gave us a, a look at Lucifer in, in heaven mm. when he wanted to usurp the throne. He wanted to be kind of in control. And they painted Loki as the devil in this show. Yeah, yeah. And even, uh, so again, spoilers, they have this person that's coming in and changing all these things. Like they're causing all these uh, disruptions in the timeline. And in one scene in a church, uh, they ask this little girl who did this. They pointed out this picture of what looked like a satanic looking being. Like my find out, Yeah. We, then we find out <laughs> at the end of the show that Loki's the one that's causing all this stuff. That he's the one exactly. Doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a very <clears throat> biblical theme there. And then also the interesting thing is there's three timekeepers. Yes. So if you are familiar Trinity. with Christian, yeah, with, with Christian theology at all, we have the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and they dictate things. They're the ones that are are writing the plan for all of existence. Do you feel like this was purposely done, Sean? Uh, absolutely. I, I think they were inspired, of course, by the biblical story. The TVA are obviously angels, you know, and um, uh, the Trinity in, in, in the timekeepers and and Loki and the devil. Like this is all to me just a biblical allegory. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot, and, and obviously a lot of different religious themes follow the biblical themes. There's a lot of stories out there and other religious views that kind of mimic and imitate. But uh, another thing that I heard a while back is that. You know, when you look at Loki by the end of episode one, he's like the greatest power of all is the time variance authority. So I want to be like them. Mm. So I want to be part of the greatest control of all, which obviously shows, you know, when when Christians want to when we want to be in control, that's a very evilish act like this show would be great for a young adults or even teenage kids, Sunday school class thing. And yeah. uh, one of the one of the things, the themes that I heard was that what they're trying to do, and this I could be wrong, and this could be mis uh, misconstrued by the person who said this, was that Loki and time variants are the same thing, and mm. that or they want the same thing, and that really the time variants is the actual villain of the show. So like Scarlet Witch was kind of like the villain of WandaVision. They're yeah. painting the time variance authority as kind of this um this villain of of everybody because it's their way or the highway. Yes, I, I think they're probably the way you said that makes me think that they're probably gonna set up the what are they, time lords? What I'm, I'm mixing Doctor Who into the um the, the timekeepers um as villains that yeah. predestination and not having free will um is is uh bad and almost a commentary on christianity to say that those guys they seem like they're good guys but they're really evil 
So it's a comment on God saying God doesn't have control over me. And their effort to control the timeline is actually an evil act, not a not a just act. Exactly. That's 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 my guess on what they're where they're going. And I, I'm not a comic guy. I don't I don't know any of the comics. All I know is Spider-Man. That's as, that's as far as my comic lore goes. This is just me observing the movies and kind of, how, you know, how movies work and how they setting up. There's some obvious setups in this classic movie stuff where they're going to make the time variance authority the bad guys in the end. And, and maybe maybe Mobius will have to choose his allegiance. That's kind of what I'm seeing as a setup. Yeah, it's kind of that classic uh, situation. Again, you know, we just saw it in, in WandaVision in a way. And, um, and you know, and we, we kind of see that theme kind of spilling over into a lot of areas. But, you know, it, it is that thing where, you know, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I don't think it's going to end at a point where it's like, hey, the the time, uh, the, Lord, I don't forget the name, the timekeepers, yeah, know best. They they know best. Um, they know best based on the story that they wrote or the timeline that they created. They know past, present, future. You know, just like Yahweh of the Bible. Yeah, and so I feel like this is really one of those shows that hit on a lot of biblical themes, and at the same time, it might make people even question uh, biblical themes. I mean, especially you know, that's the, that's the point. The, the Calvinist view is that, or the, the overall Calvinist view is God has a plan that he established and he is going to make sure all of his plan is, uh, it happens. Yes. And so, yeah. and this is the question, well, hold on, wait, because there was even a part in the show, and, and I'm sure you caught it, Sean, whenever mm-hmm. Loki was, they were showing the D.B. Cooper thing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, so they thought that was uh, acceptable or something like that. And he was like, no, not exactly. Did you catch that? Uh, when he was telling the story of why he did it with Thor and Odin, well, it, it was uh, it was the part where he was on the plane and yeah. he said he had a bomb. Well, right after that, it was like a, a bad thing that he did. Yeah, and, and just in general, the bad things that he did because he said, you know, the timekeeper is always there to mm-hmm. see everything that you do, just like Yahweh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, and. He was like, so they approve of X, Y, Z. He said, well, no, not really. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of confusing or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's because the whole setup is, you guys are here to prevent meddling with things like that. Why did you let me do that? If that yeah. is, is that allowed, you know? So this this whole idea of if if me picking up the tesseract is such this bad thing that's going to get me destroyed. Why are the Avengers getting destroyed? Why wasn't I destroyed back then? Why are you allowing this and not that? Um, I think that's 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 a question that most people have. I think what it comes down to is this show is trying to question the authority of God, same way the devil did. Yeah. Um, Christians are asked to accept the authority of God, and that's the big battle that we have here. Is um, well, do you want to be the God of your own life? Do you want to be Loki? Or are you the way they paint them as just cronies in the time variance authority that just follow what the the three guys in in space say? They're painting that as a bad thing. And I think that's the whole point of this. Yeah. So I think as a Christian watching this show, you need to be rooted. I think uh, it's good to be a mature Christian in watching this. And obviously this all stems from a a more uh, Calvinist perspective. If you are a, you know, if you're Armenian, this probably isn't going to 
know, you're, you're going to just debunk all that uh, with your lens anyway. But I thought it was a great show. I thought uh, it's got me excited for the future episodes. Um, the idea that he is kind of the um, he himself is the villain that he has to fight is almost another biblical theme. It like, is. Yeah. You know, one thing that, uh, you know, I don't I don't quote him all the time. And I actually said this before I realized he had said it himself on a different that I never heard. But the enemy is the inner me. Mm -hmm. uh, T.D. Jake said it one time. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of my people that don't like him are going <laughs> to quote him. But it's the idea that I have all this evil in me that is causing a lot of these issues. So I have to kind of face off with myself. Yeah. Um, which is another, it's another Christian ideal. We have, we have to doubt ourselves. We have to, uh, you know, kind of crucify our own flesh in order for uh, the betterment and, and the plan that God has for our lives. I thought, I thought it was interesting that um, when Loki was challenging the TVA's authority, I, I wish I wrote it down. He said something to effect of, um, this is what weak people do as a means yeah. of control. It was a longer quote than that. And then he ended up admitting that he said that because that's who he is, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm surprised that they let him get that realization so soon because it took several movies in the normal timeline for him to get to that place. Um, they're trying to get him there really quickly. What I thought they were going to do was when he meets his other variant, I thought him seeing himself as a third party, he would realize how bad he was. But I'm to, I'm to understand that he already now knows what he, what he's done wrong. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I, and that's the reason why they did all the video footage, the showing him the past and then showing him the present. And he did the or the, I guess technically the future because this show technically takes place in 2012. Right. But they wanted him to get to where he was at the end of Infinity War. Yeah, because they because because the guy in 2012, we hate him, right? Well, we <laughs> we like him as because he's mischievous and he's a fun villain. But we're not supposed to like him like him until Endgame when he or or Infinity War when he sacrifices himself, right? So yeah. that's when he kind of comes full circle and becomes a good person. But so they're they they need to get him to that place really fast because he's not supposed to be likable at all right now. Yeah. So they fast forwarded him a lot when he watched those videos. Um, the the key element from that to me, which kind of resonated, you, I noticed the predestination, all that stuff. What resonated to me the most was he thought he knew his purpose. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever feel like this. I know I'm, I'm facing this now. When you think you know what God wants you to do or what you're destined to do, and then you see like what actually happens to you, or you start to realize that what you thought was supposed to happen is not happening. That is like an existential crisis where you realize so what was I doing all this time? He thought he was supposed to be the ruler of Midgard of Earth, right? And yeah. then beyond. He saw he was not going to be. He saw himself die without any of those things. And I think that's when he realized, first of all, I do not achieve the purpose I thought I had. I'm in a place that makes me feel smaller than I've ever felt because these people are so powerful. The things that I care about, they don't even care about. Right. This is yeah. nothing to the the infinity stones, nothing to them. You know what I mean? So all this stuff that I've been my whole life has been about is is nothing. And I think a lot of people get to that place, even Christians, 
where you realize, man, I've been, I've been striving for this thing that I thought God wanted me to do. I realize that it's not happening or it's not going to happen. Who am I now? Because that's all I've been. That's all I've been about yeah. is for me, it's been track stars and 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 trying to influence the world. What if I find out that I don't get to do that? Right. This mm-hmm. is like the Hebrews chapter where all these people of God did not get to see what was promised. They they the people after them got to see it. And what does that mean about you that you don't get to be what you thought you were going to be? How are you going to behave from now on? Because were yeah. you just motivated by the glory of what you thought you were going to get? Are you motivated by serving God? That's it. That's hard. And the, the name of this episode was Glorious Purpose. I saw is... that. <laughs> and that's that's why I keened in on it, because purpose is a... Some, whoever wrote this was in church at some point in their life. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're breaking down every little thing they learned in church. They may have come to a different conclusion than I did, but they mm-hmm. definitely are working from the same source material. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I didn't read the comics, but they we both read the Bible. Whoever wrote this and 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 uh, me, we both read the same source material. And also, I thought it was you know interesting. He's looking at the Infinity Stones, and they're like, yeah, they're paperweights. You know, some people yep. use them as paperweights. And I'm thinking, how many things on Earth do we place as as powerful and all these things? And in heaven, they're I mean, not to call the time TVA heaven. Uh, I guess it's kind of a uh, parallel but you parallel. Know, it's like it's, it's nothing there like money fame no, it means power, absolutely nothing it's, it's nothing there which confused me i need i need your help on something the whole db cooper moment why did he do that uh well according to the show it was it, it seemed to be just something that that thor and heimdall bet loki he it was, it was like a I dare guess, right yeah it was like a dare because I was confused when I first saw it. I was like, "He, what is the money? They can't use the money, right? right. <laughs> like we're talking about how the uselessness, like that money doesn't have. So I was like, why did he need to take? Okay, it makes more sense. It's just like, I dare you to do such and such. Um, because yeah, that, that parallels to the fact that the money and the attention and all the stuff you strive for on earth in heaven, that means ab- like that's absolutely nothing. The gold, the, the jewels, the cars, are paperweights in heaven. They mean nothing to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's powerful. And then also, I think the reason why Loki, you know, was the person he was, at least how he defined himself, he was looking at his bigger brother, Thor, and felt inadequate. And I feel like as yeah. Christians, we look at our bigger brothers and sisters in the faith, and we're like, I'm nowhere near the size of this person, so I got to try to do what I can to make up for it, to seem like I'm a bigger you know, a, a better Christian. Yeah. Yep. Uh, man, this whole entire Loki episode, just just one, just episode one, literally could be a sermon series that a pastor who was really in has a as a, a a church that's in with culture. Yeah, uh, would be great. That'd be great. Uh, that's actually a great idea. I, I may have to do that myself on YouTube. I don't know. Uh, no, you should. You should. <laughs> But yeah, Sean, I appreciate you taking the time and doing this, man. For anybody out there, let us know your thoughts. Were there some other Christian themes that we missed, or uh, or there anything else that really stood out to you about this episode that that we should have talked about? Uh, if so, put them in the comments. I do want to say uh, that the show itself it seems great. Uh, another thing too was, and this is just a completely side unrelated note: Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam in the DCEU, is a Christian. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he is a Christian. If you go that. to his Twitter, 
There's a lot of Christian content that he's posting up there. Got to get him on the show. Yeah, man. So go follow uh, Zachary Levi. Again, that's the guy that plays Shazam. He was actually in to, to, to touch base with Loki. He actually is the same actor that played, I um, can't remember his name, but one of Thor's uh, three fighters in Dark World. Is he? Yep. The guy in the oh, in the wow. first, there's the, um, it's the blonde-headed guy with the sword. So yeah. in Thor 1 and Thor 2, a different actor. There were different actors. But Zachary Levi, oh. yeah. Yeah, so he's another DC okay. Marvel crossover okay. character. So, yeah, oh, man. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, so, anyway... <laughs> There are there are some some uh, off Christian brand stuff uh, that they hinted towards with even with the uh, Infinity Stones, he said that they use them as paperweights. Almost mm-hmm. everybody, right? There, that's that's a hint towards something. Either Kang or somebody in the TVA is not using it as a paperweight. They're using it for something else. So just that's just true. as a just look ahead on that one. Yeah, all I know is we're going to see or hear or have some indication of Kang. Now, he's already been confirmed as a mm-hmm. villain in a future Marvel project, and they've already casted the actor playing Kang. So we he's know really he's good. around somewhere. Yeah. So, I don't I don't think he'll show up, but they're they're dropping seeds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Well, Sean, appreciate you. Everybody go uh, follow Track Stars. Yes. Do that. Hey, man, it's, it's an honor. I, I watch these shows all the time on YouTube talking about Marvel stuff, and I, I've always wanted to be on one. So thank you for inviting me. I love talking about, especially being able to relate it to God, which is my number one thing, right? So this right. this is awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We don't have to get you back on, man. And uh, I know you're a very busy man, so <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of other stuff going on, but I appreciate true, you taking true. the time being part of this, man. So y'all go Absolutely, follow him. Uh, is it Sean David Grant on Twitter? Yes, Sean David Grant, S-E-A-N. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see you all next time. Stay tuned.